This is Wednesday, February 21st. What has been the greatest temptation in your life? Has it been a recurring one? I remember reading the story of the musician Johnny Cash. Though he was an extraordinary musician and entertainer, he fell into addiction to drugs. It landed him in jail, hurt the relationship he had with his wife and children. Even if after he had beaten the addiction, he said the longing to return to drugs always remained with him. He could never get rid of that. Now this week we are looking at the miracle of Jesus calming the sea of evil inside a Gentile man living on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. Perhaps you have heard of demon possession. Now scripture doesn't use quite this language. The proper term would be demonization. This is of a person who slowly gives in to the power of evil and then becomes an agent of evil. Evil spirits have no body and cannot act in the world the way we can. So these spirits that are opposed to God seek to draw people into their influence and use them to bring their will into our world. Now in our scientific age, this sounds strange to us. But as we have seen, evil is too complex and powerful to fit into our human categories or to be controlled by our human power. It's beyond us, and it bewilders us. And this is why we are shocked by human atrocities. We talk, for example, about systemic problems in our world. But where do these systems come from? It's not as if a group of people got together and decided they would start them. They all result from this underlying evil. Now, I want to go to our text for today, Mark chapter 5, verse 2 to 5. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him even any more, not even with a chain for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and, in, and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. Now we have a slight break from the action as Mark tells us, he gives us a description of this man with the unclean spirit. Rather than write off a scene like this and think it cannot be helpful to us, instead we ask, how can we learn about the power and progress of evil in our world and also the power of Jesus? The first thing we realize is that this man has not always been this way. At one time, he could be restrained, but the point has come that they can no longer bind him we learn that evil is progressive in our lives. Usually, we do not begin doing the worst thing right out of the gate. Evil develops slowly. It rises like dough that has had a little bit of yeast added to it. The yeast is a very small ingredient, but once kneaded into the dough, it begins to permeate and change everything. For us also, the path toward evil begins with a single small step. A small door is opened and we fail to see where it will lead. It may look innocent enough, but it will lead us further and further from the kingdom of God. 
Years ago, when I would swim in Biscayne Bay with my two brothers, we, anchored, we would anchor right out of a place called Caesars Creek. The tidal flow through the creek creates an unbelievably strong current that is dangerous. The problem with the way the current works is that swimming in just a slight direction toward the creek, you will fall under the pull, the grasp of this current. And once that happens, well, it's too strong. You just can't fight against it. It will sweep you all the way to the other side of the creek. And guess what's waiting just on the other side? <laughs> yes, they're sharks. They know the way the current works. And fish cannot withstand the current for long. You see, this is the way evil progresses. At first, it seems benign enough. But there's a certain point that you reach when it has you in its grasp. You're no long, you can no longer free yourself from the pull of it. Oh yes, we tell ourselves we can handle this, that we're strong enough to resist its power. But no, you will find yourself overwhelmed by it. Jesus warned the Apostle Peter about this. He said to him, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. In other words, you are no match for the power of evil. Now, the second observation that we make is that although this man has superhuman strength, he is trapped in weakness. And that's the thing. Evil offers us power and status and success, but once we give in to it, we find ourselves powerless. It only leads us in the direction of death, not life. When we have been drawn in, as strong as this man is, no one can bind him, even the chains will not hold him but he cannot break free from the power of evil. Now, in the face of evil, Jesus liberates him simply with his word. Jesus has all power and drives out the force of evil in this man. So also, Jesus sets us free from sin and death. He can calm a heart weighed down by guilt or overwhelmed with shame. I want to return to Johnny Cash and where we began the good news is that Jesus interceded in Cash's life. Later in his life, this is what Cash said. I've tried drugs and a little of everything else, and there's nothing in the world more soul-satisfying than having the kingdom of God building inside you and growing. Let's pray together. Lord God, we think we are strong, but we are weak. We're easily taken captive and only you can set us free. Thank you for sending Jesus to liberate us and to bring us to freedom. In his name we pray with gratitude. Amen.